Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are speaking with Miranda Mitchell. Miranda is an energetic alignment and human design gene keys guide. Miranda, honestly, this is such a great conversation. If you have ever wondered about human design and gene keys, like we barely, barely scratched the surface because there's so much here. But through Miranda's story, she shares her early journey of a life of chaos, struggling, being in abusive relationships multiple times over, and on her journey of all these challenges of awareness and finding herself, it led to her deep dive self-awareness work through human design and then being able to turn those thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on herself and her entire life. And through this concept, we dove into what is deconditioning, learning how to undo the things that we've been taught, the limiting beliefs that are running our life and how important that work is instead of just continually adding more knowledge. Sometimes the deconditioning is so much more powerful than more information. So in this episode, we're diving into all of it, finding aligned purpose with human design. You're going to love it. Welcome to the show today, Miranda. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Grateful to be here. Oh, absolutely. And here's another story of connections, right? I was already following you on Instagram, and but I didn't realize it was you. And then you send in a form for the application for the podcast. I'm like, oh, your story is perfect. And all of a sudden, we're connecting in DMs. I'm like, wait, wait, we actually have an appointment booked. We're actually connected already. So this is, it's powerful when it comes to social media, isn't it? Yeah. Synchronicities. You know, when you're following your strategy, you have synchronicities, but so many people don't see that. (laughs) I actually see a lot of synchronicities. There are times it's like, and I listen and I like have learned and tapped into it more, but um, I know we can go there for sure. So if you, if you don't mind, can you start a little bit and just share a little bit about who you are? We're going to dive into you and your story. Okay. Well, I can start. I'll just do a brief overview of my entire life because I am an energetic alignment coach. So I work with high-level conscious leaders, usually getting in connection to who they are authentically because they've built this business that's thriving, but they're and they're successful, but yet they're still like, what the heck am I doing? I don't feel fulfilled. I'm exhausted. So I work with them in realignment and connecting to who they are so that they refine their business and step into authenticity. So they have ease, sustainability, fun in their life once again. So it's all about creating that business that is fulfilled, fulfilling. Um, And that was important for me because all of my life, I was not connected to the energy of who I was being. And because of that, my life was very chaotic when I was younger. And now I can reflect back on that and be like, oh, okay, I see what was happening here. And because I can see that, I see that in others. And I just want everyone to know you can adjust life so that you it can be a yes and. You can have a fulfilling life and fun and you can have a successful business and a family life. It's just how you be while you do it. Mm, I love yes. And like, that's my, it's so funny. Cause some people are like, yes, but right. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you don't, but you don't know my story, but you don't know my back thing. It's like, no, how about yes. And like, what if, yeah. and, and is a really powerful word when you can do that. 
So you teach this and we're going to dive into more of what you do. I would love to just stop for a quick second at your early part of your story. You said life was very chaotic. You were not living this way. Like I actually think that the journey that we walk is what qualifies us to do the work that we're doing. And so knowing that you were walking through a lot of chaos that led you into the work that you're doing now. Can you touch on what that might've looked like and felt like at that time? Yeah, there was, I did not have a connection to who I was. I didn't know who I was. I was externally looking for validation, looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, I didn't value myself. I didn't see any, I didn't understand why I was here. I didn't understand my purpose. And I, in, as we go into human design, I'll talk about the G center because that is the identity center. So that's one of the reasons I really did struggle. Um, but throughout my life, I made decisions that were really proving to myself that I was unlovable, that I didn't deserve anything, that I just deserved a chaotic life. So, I mean, I was in abusive relationships. I, um, I moved out, first of all, when I was 14 and started partying and living on the streets and all that. I got married and had numerous abusive relationships, became so numb that um, I was so hard. I didn't care about anybody. I didn't trust anybody. Um, It was all about me raising my kids. So I was very hard. And then one day, one of my clients, I was a personal trainer at the time, one of my clients said to me, she's like, why don't you go try yoga? Because I know your right hamstring is kind of tight. So I did. And then I realized you know, I feel something different here. I feel like there's a connection. I love how I feel when I leave here. So I dove into yoga more. And that's where all the stuff came up. I was in a 10 year relationship and I broke it off because I knew I wasn't happy. I was settling because my abusive relationship before was so chaotic. I wanted just stability and peace. And it was but it was boring (laughs) and there was no love and it was just no connection. Um, I started making myself do the work to release my, um, my emotions from my physical body from when I was younger, all the traumas, there was sexual trauma, there was um, drug abuse, there was alcohol abuse. I mean, there was so much that I did to myself that I started releasing that and acknowledging that it was okay. But then I questioned myself, like, am I just making all this stuff up because I want to feel better about myself and the way that I grew up and, you know, so, but then I found human design after I did all like six years of hardcore Ashtanga yoga, hardcore pranayama, meditation, teaching, I mean, all the things to release all from my body. And then I found, uh, human design. And like, I cried because it gave me the tangible evidence that I needed in a chart that I could see everything that I already knew, but I questioned that I knew because there was no proof and I needed proof. And then when I saw the chart, it just all showed that I have the 2838. I mean, that's the, that's the channel of challenge and struggle. Um, That's what I'm here to talk about. That's what I'm here to share. I'm a fighter. I'm supposed to fight for something, you know? And it's like, uh, and I'm supposed to love a challenge. Like easy is not for me and it's okay. (laughs) I'm only laughing. I'm pretty sure I have the exact same channel because I remember reading it and going, oh, that's definitely me. Wow. Who opened up your, like, where did human design come in? I know you said it was after about six years. I love how this is part of the journey that we're we're talking about here. You know, you went from personal training, probably a lot of, you know, pushing and doing and and I get that. I did all those things. And then you went into yoga, but you still were in like the strong type, like the strong power yoga, right? Like that's, I get it. I loved it. I did it for multiple years and it still was not allowing us or you to like stay in your thoughts, stay present to, you know, feel in that, in that time. And that's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to do, but that's where we learn. And so where did human design come in? Like, did somebody introduce it to you? How did you find it? And what is it actually? Explain how you found it and what it is for people who are listening that don't know. Okay. So um, the first thing is I went and I did, 
I got certified as a coach. I did all that transformational stuff, like integration, NLP, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I met someone during the process, a friend of mine, Annalena, who is now also my business partner at the Online Limiting Academy. So we met and we always just had this really good connection. She lives in Miami and I live in Turpin. So it was like, we're in the same state. And I would reach out to her once in a while and just ask her a few things because we met at a conference. Um, Then she found human design and I reached out to her. I was like, what is this thing that you keep posting about? And I looked at it and I was like, I wasn't right timing in that moment. I was like, nah, it doesn't feel right to me. And then a year goes by and I went back to it. And I was like, this kind of feels like something I want to learn about. So I'm going to buy a book. I have the 48, which is all about going deep into things. And it's in my conscious son. So of course, that's what I'm here to do. Um, So I bought a book first and I said, okay, if I can read this book and I'm still interested, I'm going to sign up for the certification. So I got certified with um, quantum human design with Karen Curry Parker. I went through all trainings with her and Annalena did as well. And then after we were just connecting back and forth. And Annalena has more of, she's in the quarter one, which is initiation in her birthday. So she can initiate some things more than I can. We're both Manny Jen's two, four, but she has the initiating more power because of the quarter. And she asked me, she said, you know, I feel like something is for us. Like we're supposed to do a program together. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. The next day she sent me a, a boxer and she's like, you know what? I think we're supposed to do a certification. And I was like, uh-huh. That was your first step? That was yeah. your first step, not a course, a certification. Wow. Okay, sorry. Go yes. ahead. Yes. And I was like, like my sacral was yes. I had never thought about a certification myself. Like, cause who am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Right. Mm-hmm. But when she said it, I was like, yes, like no doubt. And then we uh, it's such a beautiful story. We just started talking about it. We started our business. We told everyone about the certification. We created the certification as we had people sign up. And it's the most beautiful certification because it was in response. We had no idea what was going to be in it. We didn't know if we were going to have level one, level two, level three. We didn't know. And we just was like, okay, we're just doing all of it. This is the certification. And it's such a beautiful thing. It was such a great experience. But that's how I found human design was through her. And then we have that deep connection. Amazing. Thank you for that. And you, I just laugh because I'm putting a certification together. It's no joke. Like it's actually a big job, but it's, um, I'm doing it through NLP and speaking like outspoken, how to use your voice as far as when it comes to sharing your story, but it's, it's not like, that's not an easy thing to start off with first, but I love that you said it was all about responding and you knew that's what you wanted. So When it comes to this and people who are listening, we want to talk about like, what is human design? Mm -hmm. Human design is a combination, collaboration of traditional wisdom, texts, and modern physics, basically. So it takes in the chakra system, um, which I love yoga. So that was a huge in for me, chakras, Mm -hmm. right? Then um, it takes in the tree of life, the Chinese I Ching, astrology, and quantum physics or mechanics. So it combines all of those together within this chart. And it's based on your birth date, birth time, and birthplace. You enter the information in, and this chart comes out. And this chart, I people ask me what the difference is between personality tests and this human design. I feel human design, and this is just me, it's my opinion, (laughs) but I feel human design is the most accurate because I know I'm stubborn and I know I can change those answers and those personality charts to make it the way that I want it to be. Because I question, oh, should I say it this way? Or does it this feel this way? Or it feels this way this day? Mm-hmm. Whereas the human design chart is based at the time of your birth. So it is your energy that you have consistently and the energy that you take in from the environment and it does not change. So what that means is you go through life, you get conditioned by people, society, the should, who we should be, what we should wear, what we should look, where we should go to school, all that stuff. We get all conditioned. That's conditioned. And then you can look at your chart and you can see, oh, I have an open G center, which is love, direction, identity. 
So the reason I morphed and changed myself around different people is because actually that is one of my superpowers. I actually can identify with people and know who they are. And that's my energy. So this belief that I am this certain person is not the truth Mm -hmm. because I have variable energy. So when you're able to look at the chart and let go of all the conditioning in the open centers and then kind of connect with the defined centers, which are the colored in centers, you understand who you were when you were born and you can readjust. So you can let go of the conditioning of what you thought you were. Mm. I love it. Um, I will make sure that there's some links in the show notes, like that will link to you as well. But also like we use my body graph and I just pulled that up. It's just like there's so there's free resources. Anybody who's listening, you can take a look and start to be able to understand a little bit more about who you are and what this means. So as we do this and we're coming through this, how can somebody take this information and how can it support them in their life or in their business? Well, it does take work. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a one and done type thing. You can look at the chart. Most people look at the chart person. They're like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's like all these colors, shapes. I don't know. I don't know what they mean. So what it does is it gives you the visual imprint, which is great because on a subconscious level, if you have this up, you can see, okay, I have open centers here, colored centers in here. I know what that means. But if you're really wanting to adjust and grow on a personal level in your business, it takes the deconditioning aspect. So that's where the work comes in. It's about going into the chart recognizing where you've been conditioned, doing deconditioning practices, which deconditioning practices could range from meditation, journaling, pranayama, going outside, walking barefoot. It's just a practice that will help you slow down so that you actually start witnessing your patterns Mm -hmm. and notice and adjust. So what you're doing is you're stepping back, you're noticing your pattern, you're seeing it, not judging it, not getting mad that you're in it, by acknowledging it and then choosing differently. So then you're able to adjust your patterning so that you change your life. Then with the deconditioning, you can then dive into your chart and you can learn about, okay, what type am I? So this gives me a direction in life. How do I best support or how is it best that I make decisions that support me? So each one of the types has a way that you can choose how to make a decision that is not created out of force, which is what we've all been taught to do is to make things happen, get your face out there, do the things. Mm-hmm. That's one type. That's it. Every other type is more like sitting back and waiting. It's about trusting. It's about seeing. It's about slowing down. Synchronicities, generator types, all about the synchronicities. When synchronicities show up, that means you're stepping back right? That means you're actually seeing these patterns show up and then you follow your gut, your uh uh-huh, uh-uh, and then you respond to it rather than seeing a shiny object and saying, I want that. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to force it to happen because there's the struggle, (laughs) right? So it it can give you ease and sustainability in your energy, but it takes work because it's trust. It's deconditioning on what you always thought you were. And practicing and learning about those different aspects and bringing it into your life consciously. Mm, I love everything that you said there. And something that really hit me in what you're saying is this piece that um, the deconditioning piece. And I really, what I, one of the things that I've always been drawn towards that is the fact that we we are in this society right now, especially in business and entrepreneurship and all these things. It's like more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge. And you're taking more in, which it's great because we're all willing to learn. But if you have, you know, subconscious patterns, you have these beliefs, you have this conditioning that is not supporting you, more knowledge on top of it isn't going to fix it. And so I love the deconditioning piece. And one of the things I understood, like we've got our closed centers and our open centers. And when I looked at mine, it was like, there's a lot of open there. Like that seems very strange for somebody who makes her living talking literally like it's like open head, Ajna throat, 
But that means it's, it allows me to take in the information and be able to speak back. And so it really has been interesting to understand deconditioning. But for anybody who's listening, if you're going, okay, but I still don't understand. One of the best ways I find when it comes to deconditioning is when it comes to our money beliefs. And that's something that people seem to understand is, you know, what were you told as a child about money and what were you told to believe about money? That's a, that's a deconditioning that you want to change that story in order to like, you can go out and work till you're blue in the face, but if you inherently don't believe that you are worthy of making more money or having more abundance, then this work ethic over here isn't going to fix this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a huge one as far as money, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know about you, but I always felt like you have to work hard to make money. So of course, that's what I did. If I wasn't working hard, then I wasn't going to make money. And it was an endless cycle. And even even though you know that that belief is there afterwards, and you've worked on it, it's so funny, because then you're not working hard, you're having money come in, but then you're like, I'm not working hard enough. (laughs) I'm not doing enough. So it's still in there. Yeah. And it's still just connecting to that. This is what I wanted. I don't want to work as hard. I want to sit back. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting when you go through the process. And I will say, anytime that you're about to make a jump, your your conditioning comes right back. It comes right back. So I always like, mm, great. That means something's going to happen here. Something's yeah. expanding because I'm doing, my conditioning is showing up. There's a fear, there's inadequacies showing up for me. Oh, I love that because it's also, we all, like we're never done growing. You're never done being like going through some phase of growth or challenge in order to get to whatever that next level is. Like we're always in this, this space of it. But I really find it's like, get clear on like, what does success mean to you? What do you want to create? What do you want it to feel like? And that's been a word that I've come back to so much so that when I'm scripting and I'm writing, it's like, how do I want it to feel? And not understanding how important the feeling was for me. Like I didn't get that before as that generator is like, I can literally feel it in my cells in my body if it's the right fit or not. And I don't even want to count. I can't count how many times I've said yes to something. I'm like, Ooh, that's a great opportunity. Like being able to do this, 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 it's a great opportunity. I say yes, five minutes into it. And I'm like, Oh crap, this isn't the right fit. I know it immediately. Right. And it's, that's that learning piece that happens as you, as you're continuing to do this. And that's a great example of where the deconditioning aspect can come in. Because as soon as you realize, wow, I said yes, even though I don't want to say yes, what usually happens is we tell ourselves, oh, you idiot, you don't even know when to say yes or when to say no. Oh my goodness, you always say yes to others and you don't do this. You don't care about like all of those things instead of reflecting, oh, that's interesting. I didn't listen. And now, you know what? I get to have a choice. So I'm going to go back to them and say, you know what? I'm very sorry. This doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And there's no belief created because you said yes in the first place. Mm, Don't make it mean something about you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you've created the certification. How long have you been running this for? Her and I have been running this for a year. Okay. So, yep. It's been created for a year. We're on our, are we on our third or fourth? Third or fourth cohort mm-hmm. for the certification. And we also just created a line on purpose, which is for generator and manifesting generators only going into their chart. And I kind of touched on this before. We do that because generator types make up 70% of society. And if, I know we didn't discuss generator types or anything, but there's many gens and gens who make up 70% of society. Then there's the projectors who make up 20%, manifestors who make up 7%, um, and then the reflector, 7 to 8%, and then the reflectors, 1 to 2%. Mm -hmm. So generator types, that's most of us. We have sacral energy, which means we love to work. We love to create in the physical form. We love to be of service. Like That's what we're here for. Now, the other types don't have the sacral energy defined. They have it white. So that what, what that means is they take in our sacral energy and they amplify it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're using our energy to do their work. And they can become superhuman in that if they feel, if they don't recognize the fact that they are borrowing that energy and that's how they get burned out. 
But what we're focusing on is, you know, generator types, like you mentioned, you were burned out. We're burned out. Yeah. More often, more often than not, I was, I would say I was. Yeah. Because we feel like we can do everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have the energy. I'm inspired. I can do this. I don't need to rest. I love this. So I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this until I am where I am successful. Right. And Mm -hmm. then I'll slow down. So what's happening is all of us generator types are overdoing. We're not resting. So our sacral energy is a low vibration sacral energy. It's not high frequency. It's not through uh uh-huh, uh-uh. It's not through flow. It's through force. So what happens when those other types take in that energy and amplify it? It's low frequency energy, meaning the entire planet is running on low frequency out of alignment energy. So when the sacral being, which is gens and many gens, are aligned, resting, only working when inspired, saying no to things that they don't want to do, no one is letting things go, even if it no longer is alignment, then their energy is high frequency. And you know what? Then everyone else takes in that energy and amplifies it, which then amplifies and changes humanity. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're focusing on is that type of energy. I love that as as a sacral generator. I love that that's a big part of what you're doing. And I love how you explain that because it's been interesting. I've had some people who, and I've been at different points where like I can get a lot of work done and I feel super aligned and lit up. And other times I'm just pushing through to get it done. But I've had, I have a couple of people in particular who will message and say, I don't know how you do it all. I don't know how you do it all. And it's like, it's so funny because if I'm in an aligned day, I'm sitting there going, what? This isn't anything. And then if I'm not in an aligned day, those comments trigger me a little bit. I'm like, why do I have to do it all? Why do I have to do it? Like, it's so funny how we become, like we set ourselves up in that cycle of doing something, overdoing it, and then angry and frustrated because we're doing so much when meanwhile, we're the ones who are doing that in the first place. Because we and don't you know- understand alignment. And it's funny too, because then when I, I, I do this, when I'm not, when I have a day that I don't feel like doing anything, I sometimes like, why not I doing anything? Why am I just sitting here? Why am I not doing? But we have to have that rest. Like just because we love to work and we're inspired and all that, that's wonderful. But when we don't feel that urge, mm-hmm. it is time to rest. So you recover. So the next thing that comes your way Again, you have that energy. You're able to do it in flow and ease. We get to rest. I mean, I don't understand why us generator types think we don't get to rest. (laughs) Sorry. I like literally laughed out loud. If you are just listening on audio, I laughed out loud when you said like rest, ease and flow. And I'm like, wasn't that nice? Like (laughs) immediately, but it is what I crave, but it is so funny. It's just recognizing that, that those can be very foreign words but can be actually what you're craving the most. And it's actually what is going to support you the most in creating impact. Because I don't know, like entrepreneurs, usually it's because we want to be of service. We want to give something. We want to create impact. We want to help humanity. But then when we're forcing it, it's just more of the same. It's not helping humanity. So being able to rest and take that day off without this thing in your mind saying, oh, you should be doing something, that helps you for that next step in helping the evolution of humanity. So it's like this tug of war. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So I have done so much in learning on my own human design, more than anything, right? Like learning more. And I actually did Truth be told, I did check my husband's because I was like, "Perfect." Oh, that actually made a lot of sense. Like a lot. He is. He's actually more nurturing than I am. I'm gonna. He totally is, and it's 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 really understanding that and where that comes from because it's something that was a point of frustration many times. But I do think there's a benefit of learning what your immediate people in your household what their design is as well. Is that mm-hmm something you would recommend? Yes. However, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's wonderful to look at their chart to see, oh, they're a projector. Oh, they're a one three. Oh, they're, you know, going into there. But if you haven't done a lot of your own integration, that's honestly where the magic will happen because 
once you learn about yourself and it, it feels like when you're learning about human design, and I also go into the gene keys and all of that too, it feels like an, it, an opening happens. Like, it's just like, oh, I knew that, but I didn't know yes. I knew that. So now that you know, you're able to voice it, right? So I've seen this happen where people will get so consumed with their husband or get consumed with other people, but not doing their work. And what happens is they end up projecting onto them to fix themselves. Mm. When really, if you just work on yourself, the relationship is going to change with your husband because it only takes one person to change a relationship because your energy is already shifted. Oh, I love that you said that because I think that that's important in all aspects is, is that you're always doing that work on you first. That will only help the other um, relationships in your life if they're meant to be in your life, right? Not all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I will say there's some things that show up for you that are not, they're kind of scary when you realize, oh, you know what? I haven't been voicing this. I wonder if it's going to change my relationship. But if you're in alignment and doing your work, magical things happen. The relationship mm -hmm. actually evolves. Mm -hmm. It does. It does evolve. Um, I would love to ask for, might as well go down here because you brought it up, the gene keys. Mm -hmm. And just in this space, because that's another whole, it's like, is that kind of like taking human sign and going even deeper and just understanding more of who you are and what your work is that you're here to do? What would you like to share about gene keys? Which, like I said, I understand that's another like, 45 hours of content that we could be doing, but for somebody who's interested. Yeah. The gene keys, you know, there are many things that go around. There are certain people that do human design um, that are really fixated on the way that Ra did human design. He brought it out in traditional human design. There's a lot of shock in that. And there's some people that say you should mix things like gene keys and quantum human design and all that. It's supposed to stay there. Mm -hmm. However, I feel the world evolves and we evolve. I truly feel that way. So it's another layer. So Ra downloaded human design. Um, he channeled it in 1987. Mm -hmm. And then um, Richard Rudd actually worked with Ra for like 10 or so years. And he is deep in human design. But then he kind of went a little bit astray. And he went deeper into the cells. So he has actually transmitted um, within each one of the gates in human design. It goes more into the physical body. So the breath, the bone, the um, the cells, how you how you experience it and embody it. So I feel like the human design is you can see it tangible evidence. You learn the energies. You learn about all the different gate activations, your themes. And then gene keys, I feel like it's another layer where you can tune inward. It's more of more subtle energy, which I love because of my yoga and pranayama. I felt like when I went into the gene keys, I was almost coming back home. Like I went to human design a little bit to get like that tangible evidence. And then I was able to reconnect on a cellular level with the gene keys. So it goes into more subtle energies. Mm -hmm. Um of human design. And then the astrology aspects too, another layer. So there's so many layers that you can really go into. Thank you for sharing that. And I love how it's all the different layers. When it comes to the thing that hit for me, when it comes to gene keys is understanding what is a shadow frequency and what is a gift frequency. And that's a check-in point for me. And so I just wanted to share that. And I'm just wondering if there's anything you can share on that for the listeners. Yeah. So in human design, first of all, there is low frequencies and high frequencies. None, neither one is a negative or positive. It just is. It's a low frequency, high frequency of the, the, um, the gate. Now in gene keys, there's a shadow frequency, there's a gift, and then there's a city. Mm -hmm. So the shadow frequency uh, Richard only says, embrace them, learn to acknowledge them when they're there, 
embrace them and know that this is your way through to the gift. So I can give an example. My son is in gate 48. So in human design, it's um, wisdom, the well, you know, in the gene keys, the shadow frequency is inadequacy. The gift is resourcefulness. Yeah. And then the city is wisdom, right? So really I'm here to live in resourcefulness. But the inadequacy is how I am able to move through that and to find resourcefulness. And then the wisdom just shows up in tidbits. Usually the wisdom for me shows up while I'm talking to someone and asking questions. And I get to respond. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm only laughing because I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> So I love that because I think that the, you know, as opposed to being the puzzle piece and it's all makes a hundred percent sense. The, I love how you just explained that in that the shadow is actually the way through in order to get to the gift and then the CD. And for me, my biggest aha, I mean, human design was a huge aha for me, but when it came to gene keys, the evolution gene key, I have your same as your son. And so for me, it was like the shadow is inadequacy. And I'm like, oh crap, I feel that a lot, actually. I don't even like a lot. And in which is so funny because other people would say to me, like, that's ridiculous. Why would you? It doesn't matter. It's what we feel internally, right? Mm -hmm. And so I learned to go, all right, wait, I see that again. And immediately I look at it and go, I feel inadequate. All right, I recognize that. But I also know that my gift is resourcefulness. How many times have I been resourceful? How many times have I figured something out and done that? So I just, I think there's a lot of, there's something that's really magical about understanding where that shadow is, not judging it, and then recognizing that um, gift and being able to see and help yourself shift through that because that's changing our own state. Mm -hmm. That's coming from internal, which is everything that you're just saying. And inadequacy too, if you think about it, um, you feel inadequate. And because of that, like for me, I mean, I studied how to get good grades, how to do all the certifications, how to do all the things, right? So I had to do it to prove to myself that I was valuable and I knew enough to like put it out there. And now it's like, okay, well, it's made me wise in a lot of things because I've done all those things. I've experienced life a lot. And every time it shows up now, it's like, Okay, this is actually a part of what I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn and how to feel inadequate and move through that so I can be resourceful and be have wisdom. So now when I find myself in inadequacy, it's not anything I have to fix. It's something that's like, okay, this is actually what I'm here to learn. So what's showing up for me right now that I can learn from this? There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing I have to push away, nothing that I have to fix and get rid of. It just is because it's part of my DNA. It's part of what I'm here to learn. And as soon as you can accept that and stop trying to push it away, you can embrace it and be like, okay, there's something for me to here to learn. What is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely. I love that. And I think it comes back to something I talk about a lot in the show too. It's just the sense like when you ask different questions, you will get different answers. So if you see those shadows, you see those patterns, the subconscious patterns show up. If we spend time in shame and judgment and criticizing ourselves, no change happens, nothing moves. But if we can ask a different question or see it differently, we start to shift those patterns. And that is part of our evolution and our growth. Mm-hmm. It's just the awareness, mm-hmm. the awareness of mm, that's showing up for me, because that's, if you have the awareness, then you have a choice. If you don't have the awareness and you're moving day by day and just autopilot and you don't have that awareness, then there's no choice. There's no choice. So that's why deconditioning is so important so that you sit back and you have that awareness. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this. Absolutely love it. So you run a few different things, obviously through your- I'm a Manny Jen. Yeah, you're Manny Jen. (laughs) I actually have worked very closely with Manny Jens. And I mean, I also conditioning wise have seen them in a sense of saying like, I want to have all these different things happening at once. This is who I am. So it's, I love it. I love it. So you're the best way to learn, like share with us what you have coming up, what that looks like and what's available through your programs. 
Yeah. So manage it. I just will say too, I have the 952 channel, which is stillness and focus. So I, even though I'm a managing, I like to focus on one thing at a time. So there's numerous things that I do. So I have a Aligned Living Academy with my business partner, Annalena. We have the certification for conscious leaders. Um, we have Align on Purpose for gens and many gens, but those are the groups. Mm-hmm. Also on my private, on my private, I work with conscious leaders one-on-one so that we can work together and fine tuning where they're at in their business and how they can readjust their business Mm -hmm. so that they are in alignment so that they're following their strategy. They're making sure that they're talking about the things that they're really here to talk about because we go into that with Mercury. We go into that with Chiron and the astrology. So there's certain ways to fine tune what you're doing so that it's easier and more focused. So that's what I do. I think that's my 952. Like I like to get that focus in there. So that's what I do on my one-on-one in my private business. And then Aligned Living Academy, we do have the certification and the Manny Gens and Gens programs. Beautiful. And I know you said it, but I just want to ask, what has changed in your life by embodying all of this Mm. work? There's so much. My life changes seriously. I mean, there's a huge shift. And I don't, I'm not going to go into it, but there's a huge shift into in my relationship just two weeks ago um, because I was owning my truth and actually was able to speak how I was feeling for the last year. And because I was able to speak it and own it, the relationship unfolded in a way that I wouldn't have even imagined. It was all through acceptance and love. And so... What has given me is I've been able to be authentic. I've been able to truly use my voice and not be fearful in the way that I express myself and some of the doubts that I have about myself and who I am. And then I'm able to be more bold in the way that I put myself out there because I feel like everyone has that opportunity. Once you really connect to who you are, you have the opportunity to be authentic, confident, bold in the way that you put yourself out there. And you don't even care what other people think or what they say, because it's you and those that are attracted to you, they'll come your way. So it's ever evolving. And I know there'll be more. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for each step of fear (laughs) because it can be fearful sometimes. Oh, of course, (laughs) of course. But then we also can get, I don't want to say fearful, but feeling of like when it's stagnant and we're not growing, that's actually can be more suffocating for me than... I like to learn and keep growing. Yes. And uh, that might be your 28, your 28, if you have the 28, uh, 38, because it is one of my only full channels that I have. I've got that and 214 and 360. Yeah. So like, you know what? You always want to challenge that 28, 38. You'll always want to challenge. And if you're ever bored, you need to find a challenge because that's what excites you. Now, it's not a challenge like, oh, life's hard. Hard is a challenge. It's like a challenge like, I'm going to do this. I can make this. I can do this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because we're resourceful. So we always do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so funny. And I'm listening. So then I'm going to ask you because I put you on the spot here. Um, 214. So channel of the beat, um, design of being keeper of the keys. What does that mean? So the two is all about like allowing and receiving. It's the most feminine energy in the chart. And the 14 is all about creation. So it's allowing the flow of creation. Ooh. Yeah. Rather than force. Uh-oh. I, anybody <laughs> who's listening is, is probably laughing right now going, oh my God, that's hilarious. Allowing, allowing and flow. And I, I just, yes, this receiving piece. It's funny because one of the things that I had been told before is I do have a lot more feminine qualities in my chart that's not how I've lived most of my life. I've lived <laughs> most of my life in my masculine. And I would say the last four or five years, I'm really learning how to, still learning how to embrace and allow more of those qualities. And it's funny to think that, what do you mean my chart says that I have more of that feminine qualities, like more of those, that's what I desire, but that's not how I've lived. 
So it's interesting because I often think that we get caught up in the words alignment of thinking like my alignment is what I say yes and no to outside of myself, who I'm working with, what I'm doing. But what happens when that alignment is that misalignment is like within ourselves? Well, that would be, I mean, in the chart, we all have conundrums. Mm-hmm. Usually either side of the channel is a conundrum. They they fight each other. It's about finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Now, conditioning though, we've been taught we have to be masculine or in the masculine energy to make it. Mm-hmm. So if we're an entrepreneur, we're in that masculine energy. Do we trust that if we wait to respond and one day we're not doing anything and we just go to the beach and we do all the things that everything's going to happen for us? No. We don't because we've been told and conditioned we have to be making that happen. So alignment is looking at your like your astrology aspects, going into like which ones are in archetype, what does that mean for you, and really stepping into trust rather than force. Now, in my chart, I went through the entire thing. My entire chart is all about support. It's all about support my entire life has been about learning to be supported. I moved out at 14. I was not supported. My entire life, it was me against the world, me doing everything. I didn't trust anybody. I had to make things happen. But when I look at my chart, it's all about support. So for me, I have to sit back, trust that I'm supported. What do you mean? I've made my life happen. How am I going to trust that I'm supported? Mm -hmm. Right? And how have you learned? to trust that you're supported? You know, it's an evolution. I dive into my chart. Mm-hmm. I wait to respond. Mm-hmm. Then things show up and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That actually worked. Like I didn't do anything. I had all of these things show up for me. So then I saw that. So then I, each time I feel like I'm forcing, I again, connect with the chart, sit back. Was I forcing? Did I wait to respond? Did I force this to happen? Did I initiate this process? So it's a constant going back and reevaluating. Now, for me, it's important to have a slow morning. Mm-hmm. So if I have a busy morning, I'm in the momentum of life. I don't see. I don't witness. I don't see the synchronicities. Now, if I start my morning off slow with my coffee, I do my meditation, pull my cards, do my journaling then start my day at 10 o'clock, I'm able to see things. So it's about tuning into what you need so that you have the awareness during the day. So it's consistent. It's consistent work. I have to, every morning, I have to have that slow time. And if I don't, I just know that my day is going to be chaotic. And it's okay, because sometimes that happens. (laughs) No, I love that you shared that. I I really do absolutely love that um, explanation. So if somebody wants to learn more, because you have an awful lot of things that you offer, I didn't mean to emphasize awful, but the way I just meant to say big. I try not to offer too many. I know it can be overwhelming. No, no, no. That's what I meant. No, you're not. That was so funny. I'm laughing at myself right now. Trust me. But you are, we're in this space of being able to um, offer so many different things when it comes to the support that you are giving entrepreneurs, whether that's through Gene Keys, human design, some astrology, certification, different programs. Where's the best place for people to connect and follow and learn from you? Well, first, what I would recommend is going to my website, clicking on the link that says, get your chart, enter your information. I will send you your chart with a short video from me that is about your type that will have an action step for you to implement. So you can start tuning into that energy. First thing, that's the first thing. Then if you're wondering, if you're like, okay, I kind of want to go deeper, but I'm not sure what to do. You can, you can schedule a 15 minute clarity call with me where we can talk about what is it that you're looking for? Have you worked on your deconditioning? Do you have like a practice? Do you have, you know, so then you can talk to, we can have a conversation about what is best for you and what suits you. Um, so you can go into my website, Miranda-Mitchell.com, and I'm everything will be in the show notes. Or you can go to Miranda Mitchell or Miranda J. Mitchell on Instagram or the Align Living Academy. That's where you can learn a lot of about human design, get some free stuff. But if you know you're wanting to go deeper, definitely schedule a call after you get your chart. Definitely do the chart first. 
Okay, perfect. I will make sure everything is there in the show notes. And I definitely would encourage people like the one of the things that before I even knew who you were, and you would come in is your through your social media, you guys do a lot of there's a lot of educational posts, there's a lot of content that you put out. That is, and I love that. I love when people put content out that is like, oh, I can learn from them as well. So I definitely will, um, would encourage anybody to go to your content because the human design piece is like, it's just all encompassing, never ending, but there's so many different things that when you, when you read something else, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Or this makes sense. Or I didn't know this. So I just love your page and what you guys um, put out on a regular basis. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the information is great. However, the integration is where the magic yeah. happens. <laughs> yes. yes. And, you know, depending, know who you are as a person, because I know a lot of people who just go out and get the books. And then they're like, I don't have a clue what to do with any of this. I don't know what this means. I don't understand. And I'm like, there's really something to be said about learning from people who have, like, we all have mentors and we're learning as we go. But the one thing I can say, I just want to share and edify you in the sense is that, you know, the more you can learn about yourself, you'll see so many other things change in your life, your relationships, your business, potentially your health. Like so many things can change when you learn more about who you are and what are some of your best traits that you can use to your advantage. And I think that's where human design is so powerful. So it's worth it to spend time learning from somebody else too. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And the Line Living Academy too, we do have some uh, masterclasses that are pre-recorded, So you can even do it on your own time with some of those things like the sacral response. That's huge for generators. Mm-hmm. No one knows what that means, mm-hmm. you know? So definitely there's courses that you can look on your, too that are on your own time and space. Beautiful. Thank you. I will make sure all of that is available in the show notes. I love this deep conversation. I love all things about it. So thank you so much for being here. If I can ask you one more quick question, it is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Ooh, what lesson in life am I most grateful Grateful for? for. You know, I mean, I would have to say it would have to be my conscious on the inadequacy part. I, I strive for so many years to find myself and to feel worthy and to find my love for myself. And now that I've that I've done it, I know anyone can do it. So that was the greatest lesson because I know so many people struggle with that and it can be done. All it does is a little work on yourself and look, learning about yourself it has nothing to do with anyone externally. I thank you for sharing that. And I love that that's the message that you're leaving because again, we don't want to get caught up in external when we can make that change internally. And then that becomes the change that affects so many people outside of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.